0: It's View From 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. Hey yo, Good Morning America.
1: Episode 104
0: of View From 202. After a two-game week. uh, and it's only two people this time. Rare, never seen before combination of 202. It's it's just Brit and peaches this week.
2: You know, the funny thing is, I actually like Sam.
0: Why? Th- why is that funny? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. It's it's not funny. It's just, I just sounds deadly serious. <laughs> Sam is off in Minnesota, foolishly trying to capture the power of the sun. Sam, it's cold Minnesota. We can tell you that there is no sun there.
2: We can tell you that. Lodi yeah. can tell you that.
0: Yeah, the Earth is also flat, so there's that. Have I don't know if he's taken that into account and the the calculations. But the angles
2: and the yeah, yeah.
0: maybe he will also capture. Um, I guess we we don't really want anyone in Minnesota, do we? I can't not really any use. I'll,
2: I'd take Christian Ramirez.
0: Oh, Quintero! I'll take Quintero. Oh, Sam, bring back Quintero for us. He can be the backup behind Kaku. Carlos. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all the way behind Carlitos. Um, I don't know. How's 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 your week? been long
2: yeah it's kind of I feel like that happens when you have rainy weeks and this has been particularly bad about the rain it's been gross it's been disgusting
0: I feel like I haven't done anything Red Bulls in forever I've missed the last two home games um you're not gonna get the
2: perfect participation award although
0: I was able to either give my ticket or sell my ticket so hopefully I get all the points or whatever for that but clearly, that's why we didn't do so well. My presence is missing, but don't worry. I'm gonna make it Sunday, so all my my moving is kind of done for now. So I will be returning and doing uh, Red Bulls things again. I don't know. It's 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 weird just to have a, a just straight up conversation now, not to have to bounce things off of each other
2: see i think sam was really
0: our balance though because i feel very uncomfortable right now <laughs> well is that <laughs> is that that unusual though
2: me feeling uncomfortable no I guess yeah. not.
0: yeah no um so it is uh gosh it feels like it's been like a month so there are two games this week the first one is the uh first trip ever to audi fields uh and just like we closed our fk we open audi field with, with their first win. l yeah Oh, yeah, their first ever loss there, too. Um, and none other than Sam Place was there, but who he can't is not here to give us, give us a report back it. on it. Um, I'm sure he'll remember everything, though. I'm sure. Um, he tell might us have gotten concussed, though. Next so. week from getting hit by, by a... By falling railing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's, of course, rain-delayed... Um, as we saw from the team and player accounts of all the different, uh, clips of like the, the rain falling down the stairs, which really, if Sam were here, I'd be asking what is up with, like, has, does he have any insight or like why for some reason DC designed the stadium so that the players have to come out of a stairwell, like out Not onto the tunnel, field? Yeah. Like that seems like the exact kind of thing that, like, you would have at a converted stadium or, like, a weird old anachronistic stadium. Like Portland. Yeah. It's, or, like, you know, Yankee Stadium where they come out of the, the dugout, dugout yeah. or something. Or, like, some sort of weird wraparound thing. But, no, this thing's, like, brand new. It was... Soccer-specific. Like ...mess. Yeah. Literally no one else is there. How hard... And it's, like, not architecturally difficult, I don't think, to have a straight hallway underneath a stand... <laughs> So maybe it was just some flair, but, um, it, the game finally starts an hour and a half late. I think the boys are just sitting around waiting for nothing. And then all the action happens in like three minutes. BWP gets number 100th goal. I'm really, I'm realizing now I had assumed that we'd talked about this before, but it's just felt like so long. Yeah. This is it. It's number 100. And, uh, I am delighted that to see the celebration that sparked comment from like outside the soccer world. Even uh, of course, he rips off the shirt to reveal the white shirt with hundred underneath it. And uh, I think the week before, the previous episodes, I've been kind of voicing my uh, uh, nervousness that the BWP doesn't BWP, care yeah, anymore. It's, he doesn't not that he doesn't care anymore, but you know, it's just like this is getting old to him or whatever. But to whip that out. And just be like, yeah, fuck it. Obviously, I'm getting a yellow card. Like, I bet there's probably part of it that was like, I wasn't planning on getting a yellow card for this literally 88 yeah. minutes. But, like, fuck it. Obviously, he's still going to do it.
3: But, like, like Brad's
0: also a striker, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it would have really sucked if he had done that. If he had gotten a yellow card and then scored, like, in the 90th. Well, no, like, in the, like, 75th minute or something. And he would have just had to like keep it on. No, it would something. have
2: been worse if he like got a yellow card right at the beginning and then scored immediately. Yeah. And then he's just like waiting there being like, Ah, oh, do I do I do it? Do I I
0: mean not? I have no doubt that Brad would restrain. I mean he's he's
2: um I he mean he'd probably just, take it off after the game or something. He
0: has had his yellow card in discipline in the or or uh cluelessness, I guess, in the past. It oh, feels that's like true. so long ago now, <laughs> though, in twenty fourteen. Uh, we were arguably just fledgling that
2: was fans, then.
0: yeah. But um, gotta love it. Gotta love the through ball from Kaku. Uh, it kind of gets caught in the wet ground a little bit, slows it down. Bradley, by his own description, I think takes his bad touch kind of. I think that's the second touch really. He's talking about. It kind of doesn't get back. But then he does the patented uh, pull back and through the legs, and then it catches Usted. By surprise, and people have been pointing out. I'm not going to claim that, you know, I was noticing it, but people, I think, online were pointing out that this really is like one of Brad's like trademark moves. And I was like, "Damn, you're right." Yeah. And it's funny because it's like it doesn't look like it should be that difficult. Like it always kind of looks bad when the keeper does it, but I guess it's like by definition, the keeper is screened yeah. by the by the defender. And then they're anticipating the far post so much and when it gets nice and low, it's hard to get a solid hand on it. Yep. So fitting goal for Brad, really.
2: Yeah, also it kind of fucks with your timing, I feel like, if you're a keeper.
0: Yeah, it looks like he was kinda of like in between, um and, and kind of anticipating afterwards. But um who better to score against than D C United?
2: And for number one hundred. Yeah.
0: And and in uh what better Scenario or context with their first game there. The uh, video that everyone tried it out was very touching uh, with his dad. Oh, yeah. His family. Uh, Thierry. Sasha. Dax. Lloydy, Lloyd Sam. Yeah. On his way walking to work or something. <laughs> or home. Uh, his brother, of course. I don't know. I think that's about it. But um, that was a, a nice... Uh, Do you think Mike Gorilla
2: locker room issues with BWP what do you mean he wasn't in the video right Grella yeah
0: no although I, I didn't really notice that till like I wouldn't I wasn't necessarily expecting it
2: I'm just trying to stir drama
0: okay I mean neither Jesse nor Pecky were in the video Ooh. which Pecky I mean he works for another organization that wouldn't be I mean so does Sasha and Dax but like Pecky doesn't totally surprise me I guess but then like with Jesse it's like okay look we saw that Lloyd well, I
2: mean Pecky wasn't going to sign him
0: Right. Well, Lloyd, Lloyd, like, literally is doing his down this, like, while walking outside. So it's like, okay, Jesse, you could have done yours any On time C- of the day. And also, Jesse, Mar- when do, does Jesse Marsh ever refuse an opportunity to talk into a camera? Yes. Never.
2: See, I was going to say that Jesse probably hasn't gotten his data plan set up yet, so he can send the WeTransfer file over, so it was, like, a whole mess. J-
0: Jesse, find find an internet cafe in, in, <laughs> Leipzig. Uh, in Leipzig. Go find... Some Just follow the, you know, Australians roaming by and follow them back to their hostel (laughs) and, like, share some bad weed with them and use the hostel Wi-Fi. It'll be easier than you even think. You're going to do it accidentally and then wonder how you got here.
2: Is that not just what you do at Leipzig? I thought that's just how everyday life occurs.
0: (laughs) I'm assuming that's just everywhere in Germany. I mean, (laughs) it's everywhere, everywhere. There's random roaming Australians, Mm. so um but i mean whatever i mean i'm I'm not actually serious that it's a big deal that jesse's gone but the pecky thing is interesting because then thierry kind of corroborates uh bwp's or ian wright's story that he's telling to grant wall in his video and says they didn't necessarily give you a chance when you got there and i remember that but look at you now so i feel like it's been it's that was a low-key spicy video then yeah a little bit a little bit of shade the team like publish it too it's crazy but um
2: i feel like our team has been a bit shadier recently in general i mean
0: honestly once like ian wright said it during the fucking world cup (laughs) like cat's out of the bag pecky doesn't work for us anymore um now i mean it makes them look good kind of now right yeah like the the upstairs i mean uh ollie curtis is gone now but i think it makes them look good but kind of funny how this is uh, kind of come out full force. Um, then I mean, I mean, I guess Terry probably saw Ian right so, say that and went for it. But congrats, Brad. Obviously, um, rest of the first half was pretty good. I mean, we probably should have scored one or two more. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's kind of a late game, a, a soggy game in dc although i guess i will say it didn't look like they were standing puddles or anything it looks like that their their drainage seems to exist it's not quite like that one day when we went down to rfk Ooh, that was rough i think that i was thinking back on that and that is i think the last game that we had a rain delay i mean definitely the last game that we went to in person
2: with a rain delay for yeah. sure yeah
0: have we in our time going to games ever sat through a rain delay i don't think we have yeah
2: no i don't think so i mean i think the
0: last weather delay for the red bulls was the the infamous 2012 playoff series hurricane sandy whole thing and that is i mean i feel like exceptional
2: so um there was that like, there was a thunderstorm this year, but it happened, like, right after the game. Yeah. Which was nice, but... Yeah,
0: nothing's gotten so bad. that, And usually no thunder, which is the thing that screws it up. But, um, I mean, other highlights from this, I guess, are, are a couple mischants. I mean, it's kind of been blurred a little bit out by the by the Columbus game that's happened since. But we were pretty good, and we we should have probably maybe capitalized a little bit more. Um, Derek is starting instead of uh, Royer. Um, and really, for me, the the... Notable thing about this is that we're kind of laboring the last thirty minutes of this game, when really we should have put it away by then.
2: Yeah, I mean, y- y- yeah, I think our, our our kind of inability to finish off chances carried over a little bit. There was a bit of hangover into the next game. Yeah. um Otherwise, I thought like it was just kind of a ho hum game though. It was just Brad scored and then. Nothing kind of happened for 80 minutes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, DC does get an aerial go- goal called off in VAR, but he's pretty clearly offside, so um that's pretty cut and dry. Uh, we we could have had an easier time just physically and focus wise if we just put one away, and I think a lot of the players said something to that extent. But in you know the post game video, Armus uh, said it, it was a great victory, and, and you know it was a su- and you know I, I think I agree, in that like um, you're not always gonna play lights out every ninety minutes. Yeah, it's kind of unsustainable. But it was a good it was a good blueprint for getting the job done, even when we didn't necessarily finish up to our uh, our perfect standards um, when we could have. Um, any other notes on this one before you go out and vote?
2: Uh no, it's kind of a cut and dry game. I think there's a lot more to talk about for the Columbus game yeah. anyway.
0: I mean, it is it is um, noteworthy. I think it's a good thing that just going into DC's house and smashing three points like it's nothing is routine and not a big deal.
2: It's like yeah, new course. precedents though. Yeah,
0: they did get Barra Brava. Uh, back in time it sounded like a little lo- they were like slightly loud sam did tell us over uh text that they ran out of pupusas so he did not get to experience a pupusa
2: which i he also said was probably because of the rain and yeah. people had time to
0: in the video uh of bwp's 100th goal they like they pan up to the away support and then like the lights cut out like in the middle of them cheering and we asked a couple people who knew we were there and they said that, honestly, that kind of blacked out from like the excitement, not from like alcohol or drugs, but just like, I it, mean, it could have been,
2: but never know. But um, <laughs>
0: I mean like that, that Popeye's at the Delaware rest stop just packs a punch, you know? Um, so, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask Sam if he remembers noticing. I mean, I don't even know if Sam was in the wasteport, Was he, or is he just somewhere else? I think he was in the wasteport. Okay.
2: Well, we don't know.
0: <laughs> well, if you see Sam, send him home, um, point him east and he'll eventually get here. Honestly, near. if
2: you're listening to this from Minnesota, I'm more impressed.
0: Yeah, and if if you find Sam um, in a wandering contingent of city fans, just just leave him to die. <laughs> so, he he'll, he'll support us. Yeah, yes, so this is
2: what Sam gets for dating a city fan. Yeah. Once.
0: I mean, we still need to grow him more about it. really he just he's not really in Minnesota. He's just avoiding us asking about about the uh return interview i've been forgetting to bring it up for like weeks now i wrote it down this time so it's coming
2: i think it's more of uh we kicked him out because he's gonna marry whoever he he went on that time out date with
0: yeah we will not be attending the wedding but um cool especially, especially if it's a destination wedding that sounds like a city fan thing to do <laughs> destination in new jersey <laughs> <laughs> It'll be at Liberty Island actually because it's technically New York. Yeah, so. it's it's a colony of New York in the New Jersey boundaries. Um GOTIST. One zero win. Brad. Yep, Brad. Congrats, Brad. One hundred goals for Brad. Wotist. This is how I mean I feel like I would have had a better answer like the day if we had recorded the day after. Yeah, but. I just
2: don't remember that game that much. <sighs> I mean, <sighs> I mean, the thing that I
0: remember the most is that when Royer comes on late in the game, he doesn't. It's good enough for me. Yeah, I just I don't want to do like I'm I'm wary of the pylons. I don't know. I I don't I don't want to pylon, but it wasn't it didn't really pay off. Derek was actually doing pretty decently. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna go with Royer. All right. So Saturday. Columbus at home. Should we start with the lineup? It's 5 in the back, folks. And you know what happens after I say 5 in the back? We, we lose. lose. <laughs> so, uh we didn't plan that. No, no, we don't plan anything. Um <laughs> the uh 5 in the back of course includes Aurelian Colin alongside Aaron Long and Tim Parker as the three center backs. Um Kaku sits, um, which you know it's in okay. I- in isolation, I think we could have handled. We have Shikowski out there uh, getting some more playing time. We have Tyler. Tyler was out there, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, Derek uh, is leading the front line uh, on Saturday, um, and well, folks, you know it doesn't it doesn't go quite well. The first thing, of course, I will say though, it is kind of fluky. I mean, honestly, like, we were discussing this when reviewing the highlights before we started. As much of a disaster this game was, and as frustrating and uh, avoidable so many parts of it, there was still a weird amount of flukiness going on where Mario kind of has a lapse in judgment on. Uh, not playing to the whistle and picking up the ball when it hadn't gone out yet, which of course leads to Pedro Santos taking a free kick that basically amounted to a corner, um, you know, from the position it's on the field. And then they just kind of switch it over the entire side and headed on the, I will say the header is one over a certain Aurelian Collin who then goes on to Mensa, who's a center back who slots away for the first goal of the match. When Mario touched that ball, I think i was kinda like, all right, this this would be <laughs> this would be a bit typical. Yeah. Um and, and lumbled it was. It was, yeah. I think we had shut off, and I think maybe I'll save this there. The second goal is in transition. And I'll say that this this may just become a Greg Berhalter appreciation episode mm-hmm. warning in advance. Because Columbus, to their credit, seemed to be one of the only teams who really takes to heart and appreciates the need of touching the ball over on, on rushing defenders quickly. And this is one of these instances where, in transition, they, they link it up to, is it Zardis? I don't know. And the center, who immediately one-touches it uh, onto Mullins, completely flat-footed Aurelian Colin takes a second to even get going to catch up. Parker is forced to split the difference between his runner, and Mullins doesn't even need to make a move. He can just run in and slot under Robles 2-0 in what? Like, the 16th minute, 17th minute or something? Um, and just unnecessarily simple uh, from, from Columbus there. Uh, and I think this is an instance where you look at it and more to the point of the shape where it's clear here that we could benefit more from the body of midfield than that third center back. Aaron Long is pushed up um, and in no man's land on trying to pressure the uh, pass that ends up going to Mullins. And the entire intricacy and effectiveness of our press is not being utilized and we don't have that body in midfield when you can just bypass our defenders which it doesn't help when one of these extra center backs is really Collin. call
2: in uh i'd like to point out how long it took call callin to react though yeah cuz it took him like a good actual 2 seconds
0: well that that's in it
2: 2 seconds is a long time no I, yeah exactly i mean like it took an actual 2 seconds for him I mean, to like, he, turn around he he
0: he, he does not really ever catch up to him at all i mean we've we've the season we've seen Parker slightly more often than long kind of fall into these s- situations, but we've learned very quickly that Tim Parker's pretty quick, yeah um and it's all those quads, yeah, and then he he at least at the very least puts on some pressure on um on these guys to at least put them off and force a pass or maybe force them to recycle possession or something. And then with the three in the back and, and the fullbacks pushed further up mm-hmm. as potential outlets, they're not there, so you don't see the patented Taxi or Murillo like, last-ditch yeah. heroic save as well because they have no chance. So to me, this is, this is just like yet another failure or, or uselessness of the five in the back thing that was brutally exploited by Berhalter's guys.
2: Do you want to talk about five in the back now, or do you want to talk about it in the second segment?
0: I mean, we can talk about. It. I mean, I guess we'll just briefly. The third goal for Columbus is off of a corner, and it's kind of unlucky where Sean Davis is jumping up in anticipation and touches it onto our far post. Yeah, which I, I guess is in, again in the spirit of the flukiness. flukiness but about. yeah, I mean, we can talk uh, talk about the five in the back now because I mean, I, I do think
2: we, we switch back to four after this anyway.
0: Yeah, this is the thing I want to focus on this week more than just the personnel. Yes. I'm frustrated that Colin continues to play over instead like of Escobar. Fidel who would play at least that well. Or if you want to go with the more physical conventional guy, less ball. Go playing. with Ndom. What was Dom that can Dom not at least do that?
2: Yeah, he can. <laughs> um, he could win more headers probably too. Yeah.
0: So yeah, the personnel decision of putting Colin, it's frustrating, but also the question of when have we seen five, fi- five in the back work? Five in the back has been consistent disappointment. Two times, two, that's two it, times yeah. this season. Okay,
2: um, but I don't think we can count any of last season because we have entirely different roster, right?
0: Yeah. So we, last year, yeah, five in the back last year was basically designed to make Sasha, Sasha work. Work, and now that's moot. Kaku's and, more
2: dynamic. He right. works around more. He covers more ground.
0: And then five and five in the back last year also. Basically, was only effective when Royer was going on his streak, and once he was yeah. murdered by the outfield in Yankee Stadium, we didn't win a game for like six weeks. So even then, in a way, it, it had mixed results.
2: Yeah, and even this season,
0: what we when did when have we used five in the back this season? Right. So the two examples I think you're referring to are one Tijuana, yeah, where it was essentially a second half of a 180 minute game, right. We still looked terrible for 15 minutes. Part of that was, I think, a nervousness and a skittishness that stems maybe from lack of leadership and just kind of big-game nerves that we got over. But then also, we do still kind of get caught in no-man's land on that first goal that we, we um, give up to Tijuana at home. Mm-hmm. But then, Mario and Tyler basically break through with that breakaway goal. And then the game state... Of that of that series changes, changes entirely, immensely. Yeah. Tijuana needs like what four goals then? Yeah, they needed yeah. four, so they needed to score three more goals then. They need to break their shape, and then they become far more desperate, and our width and everything becomes a little bit more relevant. And even then, I, I thought we didn't play fantastic, even though we did score a couple more goals.
2: The other time being against Columbus, yeah, in the second half after we adjusted
0: yeah which was adjustment to columbus switching the ball on us to yeah. toy around with give our us more press- with yeah
2: clog up uh, kind of the back line and i think what we I, th- I think at in in both of these cases it's it's a reaction to something that, that it's succeeding in with our current roster mm-hmm. um, in tijuana we are already up the game state is very much focused on them attacking us mm-hmm. so we can absorb that pressure well um and when we're in three in the back like it 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 is a fundamentally more defensive shape so we can we can kind of absorb pressure and that's how we don't play usually but it makes sense if we're already up in columbus it's just kind of making it wide i i don't we should never be starting with five in the back it
0: has not worked as a starting plan yes it has worked as a readjustment it has not started as a worked as a starting plan berhalter kept it simple and it seems successfully anticipated that we might do this and just basically replicate what we tried to do at the second half in Columbus where I we did kind of dominate that yeah. second half um, with the introduction of Shkofsky, right? I mean, uh, but he I think seems to have anticipated that and then just played more directly and got a little help of luck and abused us for it. And it's just like, it, no, does anyone have our number better in the last couple seasons <laughs> than greg, greg Ber- berhalter. berhalter i don't think so and this guy news just broke that he also just got justin Miram back for 750k in tam in a next year uh, international slot, <laughs> which means that for a six-month rental of justin Miram, they orlando city gave them 250k in allocation money so like this guy is like operating with like an openly hostile front office that wants to move them to a different city he shipped off Ola Kamara for Jassi Zardes he you know successfully got rid of Miram in the same offseason and then brought him back at a profit after Miram realized how good he actually had it there and he's still out here just stunting on everyone
2: just, Jesse Marsh might be Galaxy Brain but I think, uh, I think Greg Berhalter is Multiverse Brain
0: I mean, in a good way, though. I mean, yeah. like, I don't know. I, there's no one I'm more impressed by, really, You were like Halter. a little baby. Yeah, Berhalter will show you, really, what's up. I mean, Shep was saying during the game on the broadcast that he thinks he should be a national team coach, I don't... which I feel like would be a waste of his talents, almost, you
2: know? <laughs> no, but he'd probably be, like, good for that program as much as I don't care for that program. Yeah.
0: I mean, part of me thinks, I mean, I guess I think about this about anyone anyway, but it, he might just be bored, like only getting to work with guys once every couple months. Well, I think,
2: yeah, that's true. I think he he might actually like the amount of control he has at Columbus. I don't think he would have that, that here or at a lot of big clubs because he's that's also true. the manager, not just the coach or like the GM.
0: Right yeah i mean yeah that is true it it wouldn't really in the like i guess there was literally zero time in between jesse left and and armis um was announced but i guess there was that window where people were speculating on who might replace it and i guess Burhalter was on that list but it yeah it never really would have made sense i guess from his perspective really i mean unless he really doesn't want to move to austin but it's less clear that that's happening every day um so second half yeah. second half yeah we we uh come back and actually for first half we do get close to scoring twice i will say aaron long has Two. all of the sudden uh well no not all of a sudden but aaron long really has become an aerial threat this season yeah where last year i remember being extremely frustrated that seemingly no one on the team could even get a header off of a corner on on target at all mm-hmm. and long you know wasn't an abject failure, but it did seem like he was getting up and beating guys in the air only to have them be terrible headers. But low and b- he gets two balls um, you know, on target. Low. With, with a bit of power. Yeah, low, where they, they're nearly hitting the ground right on the end line uh, that Stefan makes decent stay- saves on. Um, so, you know, again, game, game state may change. Uh, if he sinks one of those. Yeah, in the 14th minute, it's 1-1. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Mario has a chance, too? Yeah, but I believe
0: that's second half. So second oh, half, it? we do see okay. um, Kaku and BWP enter, mm-hmm. right? Um, we do get a goal pretty early off of an own goal, right? They didn't credit to BWP, did no, they? No, I don't think they did. Um, we get a second goal off of Kaku, a just dime, just a perfect, puts it on a dime, to Royer, who nods it down. And then we have a couple missed chances. Royer fires from over. Yeah. We have a ball played into BWP, who touches around and then kind of gets saved, and then we'll, uh you know, shoots it into traffic, but puts it on goal and then just doesn't go in. We have a couple of chances, but we can't dig ourselves out of a three-goal hole. I mean, who who can't? Most of the time, when you score two goals at home, you win. Yeah. And, you know, we, fact of the matter is we did give up two kind of bizarre goals. I mean, really. The Murillo goal or the Murillo handball thing—we we still should have been able to defend that adequately. How many how many quarters do we defend adequately every game anyway? Just the fact that the cause of the free kick was dumb doesn't really excuse it. But From. then the the Davis own goal, I think,
2: is is kind of plainly unlucky. Yeah. But I mean, it. I think the only thing like the game just kind of got a little too far out of hand. Yeah, that's it. I
0: mean, I think the the breaking of the. Shape and the formation also kind of did seem to have a knock on effect to me of the um, like team morale and team cohesion and understanding what they're doing, where continuity, yeah. When, when, when you, I mean, Luis is still there and playing his same position, his formation doesn't really change. But, um, you know, just knowing where the other guys are and being familiar and yelling uh, who to go where, there wasn't that sense there. And it seemed like the team was more broken in that kind of way and was not prepared and did not come into this game with the attitude of, like, yeah, let's play how we play and we will beat them, which I think was imminently possible to do.
2: I I totally agree with that. Um, And, you know, as much as I think Armis's reasoning of... You know, playing five in the back against Columbus worked. After in our last game, um, I think we need. To, he should just be a little bit more confident in our team. I think. Yeah. That that we should just be pressing down, and I think a lot of people complained that um, Chris Armis is acting kind of as a quote unquote reactive coach, rather as a proactive co- uh, coach. And I um, don't necessarily agree with those terms, but I think it's more of yeah, a, a kind of a lack of confidence in our abilities and the quality of our roster to do what we want to do, and I think that's the the biggest difference maybe I've been seeing since the Jesse Marsh era has ended, is that we 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 aren't as arrogant, and we I I think we should be a little less respectful in general to other teams.
0: Yeah, I mean I do I also do think this is extremely continuity, or like this is the the five in the back problem. Oh, I mean like Jesse Jesse, Jesse yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. That, too. That,
2: Jesse would have kind of done that as well yeah it's not the difference i think the difference is kind of the urgency with which we kind of or or the aggressiveness with which we play not necessarily the decisions that are made
0: right and i mean the crowning moment of fuck you arrogance of jesse's tenure that we all loved was the tijuana series Mm -hmm. that starting in the or like really really just the first leg in tijuana where we went out there, we played Tim Parker immediately, and we scored two goals just saying, fuck you. We don't care about any of these, of like what, what, how scared we're supposed to be. And bent and didn't break. Then we come out and play five in the back uh, and play scared and get bailed out kind of by Tyler and Amir. Which was kind of offside. Yeah, and then <laughs> um, from there on out against Chivas, we play ridiculously scared yeah and 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 it arguably you know costs us in the second leg at home um, so i in that sense, I do think that is is very much a continuity and I think indisputably the five in the back thing is a Jesse Marsh
2: invention
0: yeah, or a Jesse Marsh practice. It's yeah. not an, an invention of Chris Armis. that's ridiculous. Uh, we've seen this many times before and we've seen it fail many times before
2: no yeah i think i agree with you i think the narrative definitely is that the issue is actually the continuity and not getting over some of the things that we we have suffered from
0: yeah and um you know columbus's form coming into this wasn't fantastic uh maybe this led armist to um you know think he could maybe get away with this but if you think you can get away with this i think that means that you go out and you play your game And I think he has, I mean, I think he has proved himself to be able to adjust a little bit more Mm -hmm. quickly or adroitly than Jesse did.
2: I don't think Jesse Marsh makes two halftime subs.
0: Right. Um, And I would have, you know, if your arm is, I think you trust your ability to do that. You've done that decently in, in most of your games. And interestingly enough... The Columbus game that Jesse coached is probably Jesse's best game in terms of in-game adjustments, too, which is kind of funny how that (laughs) ended up working out. They kind of foiled each other here. Maybe that's the abiding logic of all this. But I think at the end of the day, the way that I approach this is, you know, okay, well, on the grand scheme, we got six points out of – six out of nine points this week. The, you know, points were game. We're we're now – the city lost on Sunday. We're – you know, equal with them, a hair under Atlanta. We play both of them again. Uh, play Atlanta at home. Um, you know, we're still very much in it. Yeah. You know, similarly to how uh anyway, it sucks to, to drop home points, obviously, but similarly to kinda of how after But we the, also
2: picked up away points.
0: Yeah. Similarly to how we looked at the end like the last loss at Yankee Stadium, you kinda of look at it and say, you know, in a way we could actually kind of afford this. Obviously, we hate that we didn't come away with something, but we c- we could kind of actually afford this in a way. It's not full-out disaster. Um, but then I kind of view it similarly to the Orlando debacle. where We lost 4-3, the Tommy Redding yeah. incident. And, it, you know, the literal things that happened are different. But I was less upset about, in that run of games, about Orlando than I was, say, Chicago. Where, for Orlando, it's like, I knew exactly why we lost that game. Mm-hmm. I knew what kind of factors went into it, like things that uh, could be learned and taken away. Don't play Tommy Redding. Definitely don't play him with Aurelian. Colin Kyle Duncan getting hurt is kind of out of our control. Um, I think, wait, did Velo get hurt that game? I don't know. But, um, you know, uh, we sat two of, you know, both of Parker and Wong that game. Uh, a lot of thing, And then, you know, Dwyer basically just tackled... Robles for that game. Goal, there are a lot of yeah. things you go this this loss really sucked but i understand how it happened and then we found out at least that tommy redding probably probably should not play for us and he hasn't since yeah. so that made that palatable to me we're like i i understand what the failure was for this game i also understand what the failure is it's that we played five in the back it, we didn't go out there play our usual game plan and our players sucked and were defeated and just were showed themselves to be unworthy and not capable of competing. We shot ourselves in the foot. We did something that we should know fails. It's failed almost every single time. And we should be able to avoid that. The frustrating thing, obviously, is that we keep doing it, even though it keeps, it's it's always failed. So in that way, it's like, look, in a way, I'm not as perturbed by this as like versus Chicago, where, we, again, we kind of got unlucky, but we went out there with our first team and lost at home in a way that was kind of an excusable and lackluster, uh, playing what kind of is you know was our default shape. For this, we we beat ourselves, plain and simple. And Berhalter good enough to force that on us.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take this lost and stride, but you know we, we still got three points this week. Yeah, I mean we're still in it. it we're still it, in it. Yeah, and it, I, and it's in our the fate's still in our hands. That's that's still good. And I think, I mean, look. The, Unless FC Dallas just goes on the tear.
0: What was our, um? in 16, I guess. No, 16 was a 1-6 year. But, like, when we, we set some sort of record um, for, like, like, Yeah, best home record ever, or or maybe not ever, but, you know, really, really good, and that still included two losses. This yeah. is only our second home loss of the year, you know. And, again, we know why we lost, so... Who's our goat for this Columbus incident? Uh, that's tough.
2: I I thought Sean Davis was it. Okay.
0: Sean Davis who gets an own goal.
2: I mean, like what are you going to do about an own goal? was I mean, kind of unlucky.
0: I mean, I, I feel like Sean Davis it's interesting. I also only
2: say that because I scored an own goal this week. <laughs>
0: You didn't mention that when you said you scored this week, but okay.
2: Uh, I also scored a regular goal. Okay. Oh, wait, maybe the only goal was last week. Anyway. the
0: I feel like Davis was a bit of a victim of the f- five in the back, though. I feel like he really struggled to get the ball or, or find meaningful Yeah, I mean, I guess, I
2: guess I'm looking at him more second half. I feel like his okay. yeah, chance creation was better.
0: I might just go with Kaku for, for assist, still yeah. racking up an assist when it was otherwise a...
2: That's, that was my that first inkling.
0: An, yeah. Um, we got <laughs> Wotus. Look, this is
2: this would have been harder <laughs> if Aurelian and Colin.
0: Yeah, it's got to like, be. It's also like a symbolic pick. I mean, last week we kind of like did Colin as a symbolic pick for our frustration with the backline pecking order. This week it's less. I mean, it's both symbolic and literal for me. Yeah. Like
2: no, I agree. I, we should just not be playing Riley Colin anymore.
0: Yeah, after this week, it's it's like let's find out what the other the other ones can do. Yeah, it's it's um.
2: Fuck it, call call up Kevin Pollitt's. Uh, like
0: yeah, yeah. And then, um, however, one mo- moment that I will shout out of goatness to rallying Colin is his attempted bite. <laughs> Man's flexible. He's still got the flexibility. He like, got up like a spring chicken after that.
2: Yeah, I mean... I guess he's doing yoga with Brad. I almost um, popped
0: off on Twitter. I wasn't going to at him, obviously. Because, you know, don't be a cop. Don't at people. But uh, then I remembered he followed us. So I wasn't really going to... wasn't really going to... It was a I'm
2: glorious trying. bicycle attempt. Yeah,
0: yeah. That See, that was the... If that thing. had
2: happened, I think he would have redeemed yeah. himself entirely. Yeah. Also play him
0: every game. Looking on the first goal as well, I'm just returning to it, like, he gets beat on that header where this is this is supposed to be his strength. Hmm. Right? Like I don't know, man. Just uh Alright So that is the uh three out of six points we got in the last week. It's been six of nine out of out of this what, seven day period? um but we've survived and we go on to play uh lafc Luigi on sunday and what has been this nice little kind of homestand um any parting thoughts until we regroup after the break
2: um people need to react less <laughs> what like it's it's not it wasn't the end of the world like losing to columbus columbus are a good team yeah I mean I their like, form's been weird but, like yeah. we've, we've already talked about it but they, like, I don't, they
0: match up great, great against us I just
2: don't mind this loss as much after days of deliberation and thinking about yeah, it yeah I mean it was infuriating at the moment
0: because again we beat ourselves Yeah, that's the thing I return to we know why we lost it's frustrating if we do it again like hey, it's season ticket renewal season. Maybe I won't renew... T- no, I mean... <laughs> but, like, for the fucking love of God, do not put out five in the back again. Let's just look at the track record. What, what are they seeing in the film sessions or, or in the form guide that we aren't? I don't know. But we have an opportunity to rectify that uh, against LFC on Sunday, which we will discuss after the break.
3: When I wake up and the morning
0: Welcome back to segment two of View From 202. Exciting news in our exclusive Patreon content. We actually had none other than Eric Winalda and Raku Kamizo on at the exact same time. But I'm hearing, unfortunately, Eric Winalda, in a fit of rage, spilled his uh, drink all over the recording equipment. So we're working on uh, uh, recovering that for our exclusive um, $69 a month Patreon. Contributors, but stay tuned for that.
2: Do you think that was covered by my insurance?
0: <laughs> your your renter's insurance yeah. or your health
2: insurance? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Honestly, having to listen to that should be covered by my Look, health Look, I don't need insurance. to get glasses.
2: Can I use my vision insurance thing to go towards that?
0: Yeah, th- I'm telling you. Yeah, you got to use your, your health savings accounts, our beautiful earned income my, tax credit. My goddamn FSA. Yeah, whatever. Oh, um, God, we're so
2: old. We're talking about
0: well, I was making fun of how un- incomprehensible they are, but I don't know. These are all just letters to me. Um, as is the MLS, which has a standings table. And after the week that was, uh, as we we talked about kind of at length, um, we're you know we're still in it. We're in third place, forty one points, uh, one point nine five points per game. That's the same as NYCFC, uh, who are in second place. They've got. One more game played and then us. And Atlanta, in first place, has 2.04 points per game. And we have two games in hand on them. So, uh, to repeat, we have one game in hand on NYCFC and two on Atlanta. I think I might have misstated that. But, um, look, that's essentially the same thing. It's, like, negligible, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, if... Uh yeah, I mean Columbus is beneath us just for context with thirty six uh points, which is actually closer than it's been in a good while. However, they we also have two games in hand on them. Congrats again to Montreal for still being in the playoff spots uh this uh week.
2: You know what? I'm rooting for Montreal. Yeah. I mean Like I don't I guess like their fan base that much, but as a um it's a little beating funny. up on the lower guys, go for it, dude.
0: Yeah, I'm here for it. I mean, again, when they beat us in the playoffs, it's like we kinda of beat ourselves, so it's like I don't really no. hold it against them. Lovely way trip. TFC watch. Uh they have uh they're actually only six points out of that six six spot. Oh, goddamn. I might do it after all. Orlando, though are hurting. But DC are still in last place. Uh, I like to think. Or well, I mean we definitely did contribute. Mm-hmm. In the shield picture, um, really the uh we're in fourth the only team in the west who really rivals us or jumps over us is fc dallas uh who have two points per game and uh we actually have the same amount of games played
2: there it's not fair they're in the western conference yeah
0: i mean you could say that about us in 2013 but uh yeah more to the point we're all pretty much in it the team beneath us in the shield standings is none other than lafc uh otherwise known on this fair podcast is the Waluigi of um mls of mls uh that that actually should be required reading or at least very strongly recommended does reading before what did he say before He's just like, mm. wah oh that's right yeah. how could jesus christ not even the hosts have done the required uh, the, the film study necessary to appreciate this week's fi- fixture i can't believe it
2: we don't do prep
0: oh but about the Waluigi discourse we do. This is one oh, exception. That's true. That's true. I but, read our
2: website. <laughs> Everyone should go read our website. There's not that much content on it, but it's good I mean, content. that's this is literally the last post Yeah, that we did that and wasn't it was just the podcast. Ago.
0: um Do I do... <laughs> actually, it is kind of funny. I, I recommend checking it out. And uh, honestly, it does make sense. It is logically sound. All right. Um But LAFC, New Boys on the Block, anchored by Carlos Vela, and uh, Andre Orta and who else? Rossi, Rossi, the uh, Diego Rossi, the Uruguayan uh, wonder kid,
2: Latif um, Blessing,
0: are having a pretty good expansion season. They've cooled off a little bit. They they are suffering a little bit from Jesse Marsh, Bob Bradley, Idis, which is <laughs> dropping points. They did it last week in their big crazy game um, against uh, our second El Trafico where, um, you know, uh, Zlatan scores a hat trick in stunning fashion to come back. They, once the season, you know, dropped points uh, against, I'm sorry, Zlatan did not score the hat trick against them. Zlatan scored the hat trick against Orlando, but, uh, Zlatan, of course, made his incredible debut for the Galaxy in the first El Trafico, but then against you know more pedestrian teams as well, like LAFC gave up two goals in stoppage time to the Dynamo in what was otherwise a should have been a cruising victory. So they've kind of uh, let up. However, they do still have 36 points on the season and are I believe in second place in the Western Conference. Um, so it's so pretty decent for them. They do have some uh, great talents, as we've said. Uh, new squad news, of course, is that uh, K is out for the season. He kind of been a breakout player for them, um, which is uh, bad news for him. Um, their away record is 5-5-1. Five, five and one. This is their first um, visit to Red Bull Arena, obviously, which is kind of interesting me it'd be another team i can check off uh, another international player i can check off as well mm. with um carlos Vela. but he also got uh some midfield depth as well with newly acquired lee win from uh, the outcast from or the holdout from the revs who was finally traded in this year and then benny fellhopper as well
2: um am so pretty sure that team here. is only attacking midfielders though yeah, and
0: then Lawrence Simon, who honestly seems to consider himself a attacking midfielder as well. <laughs> he has um, some great
2: free kicks. Though.
0: Tyler Miller wins the award for most some guy-ness of all MLS players. He looks like a just auto-generated FIFA character, which is not a bad thing. No. Also, the name kind of sounds like it too, but he's a goalkeeper. I goal mean, it's keeper. like him
2: and Aiden Hazard just look like auto-generated NPCs. It's true.
0: Azard is is kind of uncanny. Um I guess in <laughs> He lends off-
2: himself well to video
0: games though. Yeah. And off the pitch news, I mean LA did LAFC did kinda have some bullshit during the Traffico where they're like
2: Wait why are we talking about our opponent next? Why have we not talked about Barco yet?
0: <laughs> I mean I'm out of the news. I, I, I did not I tried to watch the All Star game and I failed, so I just decided to ignore All of Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to talk about
2: Barco, though? No, just the whole Barco scandal is ridiculous. It is
0: a bit ridiculous that Tata Martino is basically, like, grounding one of his players.
2: (laughs) I mean, I think the big thing here is that MLS has finally made it.
0: I guess. I don't know. For having it. Do you want to explain? Actually, we should probably explain.
2: I don't know. (sighs) Okay, so. Barco had
0: made... Ezekiel Barco, new signing for LA, I mean, Atlanta. A little boat. 20 million, yeah.
2: Um, Quote-unquote made romantic overtures to another player's girlfriend, or white girlfriend? White? What? Girlf- Significant he's married. other. Yes, he's married. Barco is married. The other player who I don't know because he's... Probably just, just some guy. Just some guy is his girlfriend.
0: Okay. And... Barco is 19. He's it's, married, though. Yeah, it is unclear whether he just made overtures or acts actually did the deed committed adultery. Yes. Now, fair point that it, to a certain degree, it's moot. But, uh, if you were to say that, but, um, I just find it absurd that Tato Martino, co- former coach of Barcelona <laughs> has to put in like a vice principal disciplinary. Uh, it's thing. just like, yeah. Like acts of indiscipline will be like, I got to uh, I got to imagine it. If I in shoes, I'd be like, look, like, I, I, I'm not here to adjudicate 19-year-old, like, love triangle bullshit. Like, I, I'm sorry, but... It's a, it's a love... Oh, it is a triangle, I guess. I don't know. But it's just, like, part of me just, like... I mean, obviously, I've not managed a team, and I don't know what kind of man management is that really necessary here. But, like, part of me it just, like, it's just, like, what the... F- I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's irrelevant that he's 19, but I can't believe he's being... And the thing is, I guess, the 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 CBA... Makes it against the rules to actually suspend players, so Atlanta has to, like, you know, make call him, it something else, yeah. or just bench him for two games or something, which um, you can do. It's the same thing, I guess. Yeah, you just don't it just not, not The unenforceability money. of of that clause in the CBA, which again shows that.
2: But anyway, this sun level reporting about players' personal lives, I, th- I think Atlanta. Did do it. You have Credit to them for bringing MLS. For into messiness, it. yeah.
0: I don't know. I, I just yeah. I mean, I I'm loath to give Atlanta credit for anything really. <laughs> but um, Atlanta, rest assured. I I did not watch the Ulster game. Yes. So the I, only part
2: that I got to see was Brad missing for yeah. Juventus to win. So
0: I do think. Thanks, Brad. Um, I mean, look. It, I guess on the subject of the All Star Game, we ended up having pretty decent representation there. Four players. Four players. Yeah. Long, Mario, and Tyler all started. Um, BWP kind of subs in. It's kind of been like a bit of a moment in the sun for BWP here yeah. with the 100th goal, and then this this immediately afterwards at the All Star Game. And you know, like, I mean, I, he's start. He's really kind of starting to get like the reverence from league media and like other team media that he's kind of always deserved. Like people are really kind of like giving him deference and like praise. I think
2: Brad to uh, definitely a greater extent has gotten the the Dax McCarty treatment where everyone's called him underrated for so long that it's now that he's regularly. But now he still plays with us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which
0: is nice. But it it has felt nice to kind of see Brad get, get his uh, his, due praise for a minute here um also like hey long and mario have been two of our best players this year it's weird to see the all-star game correctly award players, that so. <laughs> it's like kind of weird they well they were the coaches th- pick though right yeah they weren't the fan pick but and then obviously we love tyler he was a commissioner's sub or whatever since ebra dropped out which is very ebra good for you Ibra. but um i guess via or vanilla has uh, uh had to pull out because of injury i guess uh, which I was reminded of the rule that you can't play. The yeah, next you game. automatically mix and miss the next game, which is a I forgot that was on the books and a stunning amount of consistency and like actual follow through from the league, seemingly gone are the days when when uh, um, Frank Lampard was immediately inserted in the game. I will say it's kind of dis- you know Arb- Garber should have just leaned all the way in and been like fuck it Wayne Rooney starting captain. Yeah, maybe. We didn't even say that name once in the first half <laughs> of this show. Which, you know, is about right. Wayne Rooney played. That's he didn't it. didn't do that much. Yeah. so That game's
2: whatever. Yeah, whatever. We're beyond it.
0: But, yeah, I didn't... Okay, we didn't watch the All-Star Game, but it's cool that our guys are there. They seem to have fun. They didn't get hurt. Uh, they get their bonus. They get their bonus. I understand the All-Star Game is like kind of a, you know pr and financial necessity whatever i made peace with it however i did not watch it don't care about the game itself
2: also after someone pointed out that there's been like one injury in the history of the all-star game i i cared a little bit less i think um we were talking to sam about this at, at some point but I, th- I think that it might be true that the all-star game might be less intensive than a red bull training session Oh, it must be, Yeah, right? right? Like, you're just going out there and, like, kind of having a jog about.
0: Yeah. Or were they... I guess, were they there for, like, two days? Like, the day before? There might have
2: been, like, a media day and then the game.
0: But Carlos Vela was the captain, of course, of the MLS All-Stars. So he was out of LAFC practice. I mean, was Simón there, too, I guess? So those are two two players um, from LAFC that were out of their training. So... Um I mean, I don't know, I think you can call that almost a draw in terms of who might get disadvantaged from that, but
2: But even then, like all the players that we got taken away don't necessarily need to be filled in on tactical stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean yeah, I I'm not worried that those four guys are missing something.
2: Yeah. Um
0: it is Go Bob Bradley's return. Check. Bob Bradley's return to New Jersey. Um Jesse never got to play against Bob against Bradley. his soccer dad. So sad.
2: Wow, we never got to see if the cycle is complete. Yeah.
0: However, I mean Armus is a is a is a Bradley guy too though, right? From Chicago. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean these are all these are all we're basically Chicago Fire the coaching tree now. <laughs> um so that will be a bit of a reunion. How do you think we'll handle against this LAFC team that seems to be a mixed bag?
2: See, I think, well, they're like, when they play, they're very attack-minded, very frenetic. Uh Um, Almost similar to us, except with, I think, a worse defense. Yeah. I think it's a matter of how we handle their press. Um, It's weird, because we historically have not handled um, pressing teams that well. Um, Which is, you know, obviously funny, because we ourselves... ourselves, Um, but
3: you know, I, I think
2: I, I I don't I don't think we have worse quality than them throughout our, our no. roster. Like I think pretty much every one of our guys can step up. It's pretty much a matter of um, if late is not going to play, I think. But I think Rio's now just ridden in as a starter. Uh, yeah,
0: it seems like Mario's staying.
2: It feels like it, yeah. Um, and we have. I, like there's no reason not to start like all of our starters. Yeah. So it's it's I think we're gonna have a good run out. I think. I think Bob, um, is gonna prepare. Yeah. Pretty well. I think he is a good coach. Um, but I just don't think they have they don't have the defense that can handle. Um, our press. I mean, Walker Zimmerman Lawrence Simon decently good with the ball of their feet, but not. No, I don't think the decision making is quite as fluid enough for them to press out of uh, whatever we throw at them, unless they do these long balls. And in that case, like Latif blessing is fast, but he can't finish for shit.
0: Right. Yeah. And then I- I'm, I'm reasonably confident in Parker and longs ability to, to not get just beat one-on-one by Vela or Rossi. I mean, I-, I think they've fared well against elite opposition in Atlanta and to a lesser extent city. So I, I think um, just, isolated they'll be fine if that becomes la L.A.F.C.'s strategy then i am or or reliance i'm i'm kind of okay with that um who plays on the right wing this week for you do you put moelle in do you put uh do you continue the tyler right wing experiment and have shikovsky play more centrally do you have davis out there this seems to be now the open hole that we have week to week to ask about.
2: See, I really did like the advanced Adams play. I think mm-hmm. that'll also do well against uh, LAFC. And it, it was fun to watch too because all, all three of those players were kind of fluid. It, it wasn't like there was necessarily any positional discipline to staying on the right side and everyone swapped and there were different triggers. Um, so I think my attacking three under Brad would probably be. I mean, if if I had my way, it would be Etienne, Kaku, and Adams. But it's gonna be Royer, Kaku, and Adams.
0: Interesting. Okay. I I I I don't know. It's just a gut feeling. I don't really have a reason, but I have, I have a gut feeling that the the Adams is right. when thing is just kind of like a, a shock treatment or like experiment. I don't know if it's but really it were gonna be two games. Yeah. I'm gonna get the flexibility of it is so great. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be more. I'd rather have. I mean, Shikowski's good at this too, but I'm rather have Adams in there to disrupt the link between Win and Fail har- because I think we're gonna harass Win, and then I think LAFC's plan will probably when we harass Win is that he'll, he'll probably outlet to Fail who I think has the ability to then switch quickly or hit long balls to punish us, we should be able, I think, to counteract both. I mean, the, our team and our pressing seems designed well to to anticipate this kind of thing, though, and anticipate this exact kind of pass between them. And I'm, I think having both Shikovsky and Adams and Davis available for that would be great. And then I think I'd be fine having Wheel out on the right doing his typical Wheel things just as an outlet, I guess. Because um, I'm not You're as, keeping Royer? Yeah. Etienne was not fantastic Great. last week.
2: But he also played uh, the striker position.
0: Yeah. I think after the debacle of the first half against Columbus, I want to run out the first 11, or what we understand that to be, mm-hmm. which would include Royer right now. And then if Royer's not having a good game, we can we can sub him. Sure. And I think that won't break us. But I think I'm not as worried about Moil's... Uh, lacking final touch against the LFC defense that I think, if we can get the ball to Muel, we'll be that will be a sign that we're probably fine already. We're not going to be needing Muil to break down, guys.
2: Well, Muil get, gets the ball a lot because he makes good runs, though. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't... I feel okay about it. I don't yeah. really know. Just, it, the thing about LAFC is I feel like I kind of have the same anxiety I had when Chris Armas first took over, in that it's just kind of an unknown for us. We yeah. have never matched up against this team and this group of players like this. And
0: LA can lay eggs. I mean, they lost to Minnesota, five-one. Yeah. Um, at Minnesota, and you know, Minnesota's
2: Minnesota's kind more of more mediocre
0: hot, than they are bad now. But still, it shows that this team is capable of traveling and laying an egg. They do have that bit of expansion team naivete, I think. Sure. So we got a Benny question this week.
2: Um, Who would and... you rather end up with as a ref for RBNY versus Vancouver?
0: Wow, you are reading the Benny question this yes. week. Yes. Mm, okay, everything is uh, a
2: One of the Western Conference away matches. That is not a big game, but is a potentially excruciating game for our sons. Sworn Stoika or Mark Geiger?
0: Hmm. See, I'm. This might be my latent contrarianism.
2: I was going to pick Geiger.
0: But I think in general, though, I'm a little befuddled by, like, picking on Geiger as, like, the boogeyman. Of I Russ. mean Geiger
2: makes notably, like, controversial decisions. I guess.
0: I think, I mean, if, to me, it seems like this really kicked into overdrive during that one Gold Cup, which I really didn't care about. Or I wasn't watching those <laughs> games. And, like, it was, what, he, like, bailed out Mexico, right, from basically getting yeah. eliminated and i i didn't really i didn't really care about that and like i think those are like the, the decisions that were really pretty atrocious and like inexcusable but i mean he had i think there are a few in this world cup as well yeah i don't i i, I don't mean
2: know. he's been really good to us as a var too yeah it's true and like honestly i think mark Geiger's refereeing style suits us well cuz it's kind of a, a bit of a let the boys play a little bit yeah. Style. And I think that really suits us.
0: I think it's a little bit of Howard Webb's situation though, where um like he's he's the one referee everyone knows.
2: Sure. So he gets the spotlight.
0: Yeah. I mean in MLS the only the other the three referees I would say that are most well known are Toledo, Geiger, and Marufo. I would think. Yeah. And everyone hates. Them. I mean, like, it, and, well, as we've talked I mean, about like, before, it's, it's, no it's weird because
2: I, I kind of like pick up on referees, or like, I like refereeing during matches. So, like, immediately when I think of MLS refs, I think of Alan Kelly, I think of Chris Penso. I think of, I even think of Elfath because I like, I often agree with his decisions despite them kind of being disruptive to the game. Like that. That's well, I'm, I'm also like weirdly contrarian, like you are, so.
0: L- yeah, I mean, those those are definitely recognizable names to me. I don't know if
2: they're the most famous. Well, they're not the most famous. Yeah. But, like,
0: those are the ones that, like... Kelly, I definitely have the most neutral to positive opinion of. Mm-hmm. Um, Penso is a cop, so... You know, yeah, like- disqualified by by definition. But uh, he showed us favoritism, which makes us complicit in this whole thing. Oh. Honestly, I think I would have forgotten about Penso before... If you asked me before that Atlanta game, I would have been like, I guess I know that
2: name. Huh, It's weird. I always pick up. I feel like I watch a lot of Chris Penso games and every a lot of the games I watch, it's just like, oh, this is pretty well
0: refereed. What was the recent match we had with Stoica? Uh,
2: I don't know. Who played recently? I don't really remember. If I'm honest, I don't really remember Stoika's games. Stoika
0: was, I remember last time he ref he was a bit annoying and a little bit
2: start stoppy yeah
0: okay. i think but honestly when it comes to the red bulls in particular I, I don't have that many traumatic memories if you want to take this opportunity to email us and forget all the traumatic memories that how dare i forget all of the terrible things that we will happened read this all team? of these sure go go for it educate me yeah
2: next week we'll read all of these incidents back to you
0: yeah definitely i don't remember that aspect of it i mean i feel like god who was the ref for the the penalty encroachment oh, <laughs> incident i have no idea i think it was marufo i want to say <laughs> i yeah. think it was marufo um but that's really the last that's that's really the last uh that game and when somebody who who let jermaine jones get away with murder in 2014 oh this is just too cumbersome to Google right now, but yeah. those those are really the only two times I remember in recent memory of like a referee really kind of fucking with us, and and arguably costing us.
2: Yeah, I mean, even then, it was just kind of like he didn't give Jermaine Jones a red card,
0: right? Which you know, even that's kind of a, a stiff ask. But and the time wasting yellow on BWP, Brad in that yeah. series was also very frustrating. But he was. It was right, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it was a little early, but <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna have to go with Geiger. I don't know. Maybe this will burn me. We still have to play Vancouver. this Also, year.
2: I think Mark Geiger likes us. <laughs>
0: That's true. Maybe, maybe we're we're spiritually a fit.
2: All right, predictions.
0: Geiger. Um, I mean, I'm hoping. You know, I think if we go out there, I mean, I think we'll be motivated to put out. 11 guys, or top 11 guys, and play like we play again, I have every reason to think we'll want to do that, and we will do that. And I think we'll win. I think we'll expose LAFC's a little bit naivete, and I think they also kind of have the expansion thing going on where they probably expect to lose a little bit when they travel. They'll be on six hours of flight, and that can't help. So I think we're going to win... 3-1. Three, one. Mm. Maybe Vella will pull out a banger.
2: Yeah, I think it's gonna be a nervy game. I I feel like, um, you know, we still have not lost two games in a row this season. Yeah. I'm knocking on wood with my feet. Um, so I yeah, I think I think we'll be okay. But I think it's gonna be a nervy game. I think the way that both of us play is gonna just lend itself to. I think it'll be open. Yeah, I think it'll be a very open game. I think it'll be really frenetic. I think it'll be very energetic. I, but um, it'll make me nervous a lot at the game, but it'll be a fun game to watch. Yeah, and, I think this
0: is like one of the more exciting fixtures I'm walking into this year. Yeah. So I I'm, think part of it is that it's new. I'm,
2: yeah. I don't know. But I think it's going to be nervy, so I'll give it 2-1.
0: Do you think we're going to like see a bit of like a, a Carlos Vela crowd out there? Not really. The last kind of... Last kind of thing that I observed this was for was the, the Didier Drogba games definitely yeah. had like a visible Drogba contingent there.
2: Drogba? Oh, Schweinsteiger?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's some Schweinsteiger folks there. Definitely. Um, those are the two I remember the but most. But those
2: guys were like iconic
0: yeah, players. That was, I mean, Vela is an L-Tree starter.
2: But like Drogba is also a club legend. Schweinsteiger was also a club legend.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Avella really. Maybe the, I don't know, man. Maybe every single Real Sociedad fan <laughs> will come out of the woodwork. They're out here. There's there's four of them. They all speak Basque. Right. Um, they hate the Bilbao guys. They will not be there. But maybe and yeah, I guess that, in that that's that's really the only. Maybe some real MLS heads will come out for for a win and fail hobber, But
2: I I think it's gonna be interesting when uh, we play Galaxy next year.
0: I mean, I hope Slatan's still around.
2: Uh, he's on contract.
0: Okay. Well, he exactly does what he wants though. Oh, fair enough. I, I will re up my, my Lachan's typeness for <laughs> he's, he's, hasn't he he's, uh passed BWP goals this year now with his latest. Hacker? Yeah, he
2: has, he's at 15. I just think
0: like, fuck. just like, there's something like his last one in against Orlando, it's just kind of thing where he just like, he just like hits it so hard. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, of course I'm going <laughs> to score this. Like, Get, like what do you the fuck do you mean? Like, See,
2: I think he's gonna stick around until he wins MLS Cup, though. Yeah. Or like, or yeah,
0: his his winning every competition he's ever been in has been, been broken broken by, by United. Man, yeah, though. So, I mean, they're they're well, I guess it's probably not so quiet if you're a Western Conference team, but they're in third place out there now. Yeah. After after uh, being pretty terrible, but we will um we will now face a Los Angeles team once every year at home. And then I guess we'll, we'll always be out there, um, once a year Mm. as well for any, um, Red Bulls fans in LA. Um, so
2: this is why they made LAFC happen again. So we could do this.
0: Yeah. Well, half of Los Angeles are just, just New York expats or or descendants or New York expats themselves. Right. So, Really, this is John Garber's deferred dream from, like, 2010, when he very <laughs> obviously just wanted an Andre Beckham um, MLS final. Well, but,
2: <laughs> we both have wins. I think we're both looking forward to this game.
0: Yeah. Is Sam going to be back by then?
2: I don't I don't, I don't. know. I don't know his schedule.
0: Sam, if you're live, show up. <laughs> Sam, I if guess. you're listening to this. If anyone finds a lost Sam place, do not do – not, indulge his request to be taken to Yankee stadium no take him take him to red bull arena lead, lead him back to safety um you can just yell things about the sun and he'll he'll g- slowly climb onto you
2: no just just talk shit about solar and be like i prefer wind energy Actually, that's true yeah that actually is much better um any other any
0: other notes for this week
2: Mm, no, I don't have anything.
0: All right, follow us on all the all the platforms. The website is viewfrom dot com. Rate us on iTunes. Yeah. Oh, and then we're back on Stitcher now. All the old episodes haven't log, logged though, so now the intro is not a lie this week. I think I think all of the the issues on on all the 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 uh, platforms are fixed. I think they are. If they're if they're not, actually, like please do at us on Twitter. And tell us but the ones we we're aware of were pocket casts and google podcasts and stitcher and those are all showing up for us now so
1: next time
3: Bye. you can feel it in the streets
1: on a day like this thank you it feel like summer i feel like summer I feel like summer You can feel it in the streets On a day like this, day heat I feel like summer